Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. If you have ever done a really, really, really intense workout and then just flatlined emotionally, got like super sad and you're like, oh, and you don't equate those two things together. This is something else I learned from my doctor is that in order to do that workout, your body actually didn't have enough of the hormones because there's more than one type of hormone. The hormones you and I are talking about today are sex hormones. But let's say something like cortisol, some sort of hormone that's going to help you to get a workout done. You didn't have enough of it. So your body actually dipped into your sex hormones and sort of stole those in order to compensate. And stealing those hormones in order to compensate is now making you have an emotional flatline because anytime our sex hormones fluctuate, so do our emotions. It's freaking wild what our bodies do. And if you don't have the information, you think something's wrong with you. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi guys, it's Rach. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I'm answering questions about hormones. Specifically, I'm answering your questions about hormones that have been left on the podcast hotline. If you are not familiar with this series in the show, then I'll tell you, we do something we call Ask Rach. That's where people call in, they call into a hotline like old school answering machine style, and they leave me a voicemail about anything. 
literally any question you've got going on in your life or maybe there's an area of tension or something you're trying to figure out and you're Googling or you're asking your mom and your friends and you're just not getting some traction, try me out. See what I've got to say. Today's episode, like I said, is about hormones. And I wanted to choose questions around this topic because I've noticed that every piece of content I put out about this does really well. And I'm certain that it does really well because half of the world's population deals with it, but nobody talks about it. So today, we're going to talk about hormones, hormone surges, our cycle, menopause, perimenopause. It's a good one. If you got a uterus, this is for you. If you're a dude, I dare you to keep listening because chances are there's a woman in your life, your wife, your girlfriend, your daughter, your sister, your mama who has to deal with this every single month of their life. And at the very least, they deserve your compassion, your support, and you having knowledge on this topic will help in so many ways, I promise. How the episodes of this show work is producer Jack listens to all of the voicemails and then he puts them into a sheet for me and he labels them. So he'll tell me, this is the name of the person who called and this is what they're wondering about. I have chosen questions today that I know are on this topic, but I have not heard them yet. So you and I are going to listen to them at the same time. And then I'm just going to give my, you know, in that moment, here's what I'm thinking about the question that's asked. So let's listen to this one. Hey, Grace. Thanks so much for talking about hormones and bringing that into the podcast. It has totally inspired me. But today you talk specifically about days 19, 20, and 21 and how your body has a hormone surge in that time. Yesterday was day 21 for me and I felt like a horrible mom. So I would love to learn more about those three days specifically. And guess what? I can't find anything online. No one's talking about it. So I would love to hear more. Thanks. Bye. All right. So if you're not familiar with what she's referencing when she's saying, you know, I've heard you talk about this, my conversation about this started a couple of years ago now when I interviewed my doctor. So it's episode 289, 289 of this podcast. You can go listen to that initial conversation where I explain what was going on in my life and how the doctor helped me get through it. But just sort of like high level Cliff's Notes version, I was experiencing a lot of really negative, hard symptoms in my life that I didn't totally realize were symptoms. I am fairly convinced that most women in the world who suffer from emotional instability, who suffer from mental illness, who suffer from physical symptoms, emotional symptoms that we treat in a bunch of different ways, I am convinced that they are hormone imbalance that are totally treatable, but that most people don't understand that that's what's happening. And so they medicate when what they actually need is a lifestyle change. And I'm speaking from personal experience. I was having a lot of symptoms, but I'll just tell you the ones that were most drastically affecting my life. First was I had lost my ability to focus. I could not produce the kind of work or stay focused on a task 
in a way that is like integral to me. Like it is a part of who I am. I am able to have a lot of output in my job. I've spent the last more than a decade creating content at a really high rate. I'm really good at creation. I'm really good at producing. I'm really good at coming up with new ideas. I don't ever run out of what am I going to talk about next or how should we approach this or what do I want to write about? It's just something that is me. I'm not saying it's the right way to be because I certainly have had seasons where it would have been much healthier for me to rest, replenish, rejuvenate, all of those things. But I'm just telling you that this is like a fundamental, like this is me since I was a little kid. So I found myself not being able to focus and not just not being able to focus, but I had extreme brain fog. Like I just couldn't, it, it was so crazy and it was so frustrating because having energy and clarity of thought is the most important thing in the world to me. Like I hate feeling tired. I hate feeling sluggish. I hate feeling like my brain isn't working the way it's supposed to. It's why I never got into <laughs> drugs, I'm sure, because the handful of times that I tried pot, it just made me feel so like, ugh, that I was like, why would we, why? to each their own, but it's just not my jam. I was experiencing massive brain fog, couldn't focus, couldn't stay on task. I was definitely overcompensating with a lot of caffeine to try and make up the difference. That was how it started. And then I started to experience mood swings, like pretty intense, crazy mood swings. And at the time, this was like beginning, this is end of 2020, beginning of 2021. There was so much going on in the world, right? Like we were in a pandemic. The kids were doing distance learning. I was going through a horrendous divorce. Like all of this stuff was happening that I thought that that's why I was feeling this way. I could blame it on other things and I could sort of band-aid the situation, right? I could like, oh, I'm going to have an afternoon coffee and like wake myself up. I could find ways to treat the symptoms because I thought that what I was experiencing was like the ramifications of emotional stress, which certainly was true, but that wasn't the full picture. And now when I look back, I'm like, oh, this had been happening. This had like been building up for years. I just didn't understand what I was experiencing. I had the brain fog, lack of focus, extreme mood swings. And what I mean by that is I'd be totally fine and super happy. And then all of a sudden I would feel rage. And honestly, again, think about it. Like I was going through a big breakup. I could make a reason for why that was happening, but it wouldn't be based on anything. I would just like feel this emotion rise up in me and then it would crash or I would be totally fine and then I would be so sad, like really like super depressed, so sad, couldn't get myself to function. And it was also kind of scary because during that time period, my kids would go to their dad's house. So I would have a week by myself and I was kind of like allowing myself to have a week on week off with like feeling depressed. Like I was kind of, I would be like, well, this is my week to be low and just like experience all of these things. 
while the kids aren't here and then I'll like flip it back on. And it just was this up and down and up and down and it was crazy. It kept getting worse. Definitely the emotional side of things kept getting way worse. And I was having headaches and I was having a bunch of other symptoms that now I understand to be part of what was actually going on. But these are things we explain away. If we're not in touch with our bodies, if we're not paying attention to how our body is functioning and what it's trying to tell us, we're not going to see symptoms as the problem that they are. Removed from a conversation about hormones, but y'all, please hear me in this. I know that there are certain people who are listening to this who have bodies that were made differently, your body functions differently, and maybe there are parts that don't work the way they were meant to. But for the most part, if you have been experiencing health in your life, and I'm not saying like health is any is looking any certain way, but like if you've been feeling good, your, your body was functioning, everything was going well, and then all of a sudden you're getting symptoms, you're getting a headache, you're getting a backache, you're getting cramps in your legs, you're getting your skin is suddenly breaking out or your skin's really dry or literally any symptom. That's not normal. I know that I am not the only person who grew up in a family where the mentality was like, oh, the older you get, the more unhealthy you become. That was the mentality in my family. It was like, oh, you're getting older now. Oh, you're 30 now. Oh, this is the, y'all, I am 40 years old and I am in the best shape of my life. My skin is the best it's ever been. I am the most vibrant. I have the most energy. My sleep is the best it's ever I am getting healthier as I age, not the opposite. And I didn't even know that was a thing because that was not my family of origin. And maybe it wasn't yours either. I hope I'm saying something right now that is making some of you go like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's how I was raised too. The more knowledge you acquire, the more tools you put in your toolkit, the better you're able to care for yourself. So something I didn't understand back then because I did not have this knowledge is that whatever symptom you are experiencing is attached to a deeper problem. A symptom is like firing one over the bow. Something that re happens recur, like you get, you know, if you have a headache or whatever on a random day or allergies are bothering you, like that's one thing. But if you're getting the same thing over and over, your body is screaming at you. Your body's screaming at you. And sometimes that is a physical manifestation of an emotional issue. And other times it's a physical manifestation of a physical issue that seems unconnected. And that was me. I was having all of these symptoms and I went to the only information I had, which was my family of origin. And what did my family of origin have as evidence for me? A lot of mental illness. So when I started to have these symptoms and these wild mood swings, I took that in as, oh my gosh, I'm getting older and I'm now developing the mental illness that other members of my family had. Like I really thought that I was starting to lose control of my emotions and it scared the hell out of me.
I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, No two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal. Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas, the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. Because I didn't understand what was happening, I made an appointment with a neurologist. I thought something was wrong with my brain. I make an appointment with a neurologist. You have to do all of this paperwork to have that appointment. Probably like 30 pages of paperwork I had to fill out. And one of them was like how you're doing emotionally. And in that intake form, I tell the truth. Can't control myself. You know, I'm super pissed off. I'm crying all the time. I can't focus. I'm getting headaches, blah, blah, blah. The other thing I had to do was have blood work done. And so I have my first call with a neurologist and he says, hey, I don't have the blood work back, but 
just looking at your intake form, I'm wondering if you have estrogen dominance. And I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. So he's like, oh, Google it. And y'all, I Google it and I have, there. if there are 10 symptoms, I have nine of them. The only one I didn't have was it said lack of sex drive. And I wasn't having sex with anybody because I was single. So I was like, well, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know if I did. Every other symptom on that list I had. And I started bawling. Because when we don't understand that something is affecting everybody or a lot of other people, we think we're broken. We think it's just us. So when I saw that list, I was like, oh my God, it's a thing. And if it's a thing, I can get help. So that neurologist refers me to my doctor, episode 289. And she utterly helps me to change my life. And she helps me to change my life. I've talked about this a ton. I have several episodes on hormones on the podcast. You can go listen to them. But essentially, it's really simple solutions that help me to better support my hormones so that I'm not so out of balance. Because when you have one sex hormone that's wildly out of balance with the other, it gives you all of these crazy symptoms. And for me, having estrogen dominance was causing all of these problems. So by doing some simple measures, none of which were medicine, all of which were like, eat these seeds, take these oils, chase tree berry, like it was all supplement based, I was able to balance out my system. And balancing out my system not only helped me with how I was feeling, but it also helped with like, now I'm not having cramps. Now I'm not having bad PMS. Now I'm, you know, not having insanely heavy flows or it just helped me so much. And I didn't know that the knowledge was there. That was a very big explanation for what she's referencing when she asked about day 19, 20, 21. This was something I had never heard about because unfortunately, we are not educated on how our bodies work. We are not educated on our cycles. If you are lucky enough to grow up in a culture that explained to you exactly how your cycle was functioning, that's incredible. And you have a freaking gift because most of us have had no freaking idea. What I learned from my doctor was that, you know how people would be like, oh, it's day 12 of my cycle, it's day 22. I would always hear that and be like, what are they talking about? I don't know what that means. Your first day of your period is the first day you have a heavy bleed, like that you actually are bleeding. Whereas, at least with mine, I'll sort of spot a little bit before my period starts. That's not the first day. The first day is when it's like, let's go, bitch. Like, you know, it's it's like, here we go. So day 19, 20, 21 happened during phase three of your cycle. It's the luteal phase. And on day 19 or thereabouts, it's like can vary just a tiny bit. But on day 19 or thereabouts, you experience a surge of hormones. And it's because your estrogen levels are rising again. Not only your estrogen levels rising, but your progesterone is rising. So different 
sex hormones are doing different things at different times during your cycle. But the reason that these three days matter so much is because it's when they both start to rise together again. Because your sex hormones are rising in such a way, not only will you feel things like maybe your breasts are more tender or you just sort of feel a difference in what's going on in your body, but when our sex hormones fluctuate in any major direction, it's going to make it harder for you to control your emotions. In fact, for me, it makes me feel out of control. It's when I get really irritable. It's when I can get really sad. I can feel despair. This is how I know that the estrogen dominance had been going on for a while because for several years, I would have a time once a month, and I was always so confused because it wasn't when I was PMSing, but I would have a time once a month where I would just feel like life is too hard, everyone sucks, I hate everyone, they hate me, I'm a terrible mom, I'm a horrible, like I would just have so many things my brain would latch onto about like how hard everything was. And I couldn't blame it on hormones because I didn't know how my cycle worked because I thought that the only time I would be hormonal was when I was PMSing or when I was on my period. So I just thought, no, this is very real. These feelings are very real. They are not real. They are not real. Your hormones are whacked and out of control and it's making you feel deeply emotional. It sucks that there's not more information about this. I have said 100 million times that anyone who's interested, my favorite book on this topic is called Period Power by Maisie Hill. It will blow your freaking mind, all of the stuff that we are not taught about our bodies. But essentially, the most important thing that you can take out of this conversation today is to track your cycle, is to know just take a quick, okay, what's happening on this day? I literally kept a note in my phone forever, day one, day two, day three. And if I was experiencing anything, oh, I feel really great today. I have a ton of energy or I slept terribly last night. Or, I'm so hot. Like I can't, I can't get comfortable. Whatever I was experiencing, I would just document it for that day of my cycle. And then every month I would start again, day one, day two, day three. It took about three months for me to understand that the same emotions and the same physical symptoms were happening to me every month on the same days. And if you know that that's going to happen, you can make smart choices about your schedule, your calendar, what you're able to take on, your workload, your bandwidth based on your cycle. I bonded with this woman on the airplane the other day who saw me reading a book about hormones and was like, oh my gosh, like, how's the book? Tell me everything. And we started talking about this. She owns a business too. And we were laughing about how we will not schedule things during 19, 20, 21. Like we don't want meetings. We don't want anything <laughs> that will add extra stress to our lives. My kids literally know. They know. My teenagers will be like, I'll respond in a certain way or maybe I'll be like more short with them or whatever. And my 15-year-old will be like, oh, what is it, day 20? And I'm like, shut up. But yes, you're right. They know. And I want them to know because that teenager, he's going to end up with a wife someday and she's going to have a hard day 20 and he needs to be training for it now. Yes, there should be more information out in the world. Unfortunately, no, there is not. The best thing you can do is educate yourself with your body. Take in the information that you find out in the world, but 
knowing your own body is way more powerful than reading about someone else's. For me, those days, I just try and be aware that they're coming, that they're happening. I really do my best to separate myself from the thoughts because there are a lot of thoughts in those days that make me feel it's a lot worse than it is. And I'll be like, yep, it's day 20. We're just going to be gentle with ourselves. We're going to be graceful with ourselves. And I've also mentioned this before. I take adaptogens every night. I take holy basil, which is something that helps your nervous system to adapt to stresses. It's what I take to manage my anxiety. And if I'm in day 19, 20, 21, and I feel like it's worse than it normally would be, I'll take my holy basil earlier in the day. So instead of waiting till like, you know, bedtime, I'll take it maybe in the afternoon and it'll just sort of mellow me out and help me to calm down. But just the awareness that you're going into those days is the best thing that you can arm yourself with. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I was in Dallas for my podcast tour and I started talking about perimenopause and menopause and it was so I was like oh like women are still embarrassed to have this conversation like I was like oh who in the audience has already gone through menopause and you're on the other side of it and like five women raised their hand but I was looking at the crowd and like half the crowd could have raised their hand and I'm like oh they don't want to own this and I'm like I I cannot wait to be through menopause. I feel like I am about to come into my best era on the other side of menopause. But let's see. Let's see what this question is. Hey, Rach. 
Laura Moore here. I will be 51 in June, and I am looking for mindset on how to take my health into the next part of my life. I know that I need to make changes, and I am super struggling with that right now. Being on the cusp of menopause and just trying to juggle everyday life. If that's something you could talk about, that would be awesome. I absolutely love you, and you are a true inspiration for me. Thank you for everything you do. Laura, thank you so much. I'm going to give you my thoughts and feelings on the time before menopause, because that's where I am. And it sounds like that's where you are, too. I haven't actually gone through menopause yet, but I'll tell you kind of what I'm thinking and feeling as I am in this season of perimenopause. I am in the time before menopause, which is called perimenopause. And the super fun thing about perimenopause is that it can go on for like 15 years. It's such a punch right in the vulva. Like it's just so rude that we could potentially deal with this for this long. And I remember when my mom went through menopause, which is, by the way, anytime I'm sort of wondering, like, how's my body going to respond or what what's going to happen here? I kind of look at my mom or my older sisters and what they've walked through and assume that maybe it'll happen around similar times. So I remember when my mom went through menopause and I definitely feel like I'm experiencing the shifts in my cycle that happen as a result of perimenopause. And I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I'm sort of manifesting that I go through it early. I just, why? Like, why? Let me get on a soapbox for one minute and just ask why we can't shut off our periods when we're, when we don't want to have any more babies. Why can't we just flip the switch and be like, all right, it's time let's go, let's get rid of, let's not be here anymore. I wish. I'm just accepting everything my body's doing. I'm trying not to be frustrated with it, though I do definitely feel like in this time period for me, my cycle is a lot more emotional than it used to be. I don't remember ever being this aware of such fluctuating mood swings. And I keep talking to my boyfriend about this and he keeps saying, yes, and he's like, you've also worked so hard to know your body that maybe it's that this was always happening and you just weren't listening to your body as well as you are now. But I'll tell you that I'm really aware of the week in my cycle that like I have the most energy, the most vitality I want to take on the world. I'm really aware of the week in my cycle when 19, 20, 21 happens. I am really aware of the time period after my cycle where my iron levels are incredibly low. And if I don't take iron like it's my part-time job, I will fall into very severe depression. And I do not use that loosely. Like I've told the story many times here on the show that after I went through all this hormone balancing, I was experiencing the lowest, like the emotional lowest like I had ever been. And I could not pull myself out of it. It was really bad. And I thought, 
oh my gosh, because now I know about hormone. I'm like, something's happened. My hormones are off again. So I call my same doctor and I ask, I'm like, this is what's happening. It's always like the three or four days after my period. And she's like, Rachel, your iron, I guarantee your irons has plummeted because I had, at the time I had gone through a miscarriage and I had lost a ton of blood and I'm already a person who's anemic. <laughs> so I was coming out the other side and just my iron stores were just, it was abysmal. And I didn't know that a symptom of that low level, like really intense anemia, like super severe anemia is depression because your brain isn't getting what it needs to be able to function. And it, anytime our body isn't getting the exact right nutrients, chemicals, stuff that it needs, it will steal it from another part of your body. If you have ever done a really, really, really intense workout and then just flatlined emotionally, got like super sad and you're like, oh, and you don't equate those two things together. This is something else I learned from my doctor is that in order to do that workout, your body actually didn't have enough of the hormones because there's more than one type of hormone. The hormones you and I are talking about today are sex hormones. But let's say something like cortisol, some sort of hormone that's going to help you to get a workout done. You didn't have enough of it. So your body actually dipped into your sex hormones and sort of stole those in order to compensate. And stealing those hormones in order to compensate is now making you have an emotional flatline because anytime our sex hormones fluctuate, so do our emotions. It's freaking wild what our bodies do. And if you don't have the information, you think something's wrong with you. All of that to say, I had gone through this time period where I was experiencing severe iron deficiency. I had to learn to manage that. And ever since then, I just feel like, and I'm sure it's like, I'm just more aware. It's like Boo said, like I'm doing, I'm paying attention. I'm in community with myself and my body and how it's functioning. But I do sometimes feel frustrated or sort of miss the blissful ignorance of it not feeling like this. I do not feel emotionally stable at the same level for a month consistently. I don't know if that will resonate with you guys, but yeah, it's it would be unstable because it shifts so much. And the good news is it's shifting exactly when I know it will. But it is frustrating. I also feel like I'm seeing signs of perimenopause because of my sleep fluctuating. I do see a difference in my sex drive for sure. I actually am not even lying. I was at Whole Foods the other day and I went to get my Vitex, which is the chase tree berry. I've talked about this. It's a supplement I take to help my hormones. And because I was getting Vitex, it's right next to, it's in the women's health section. And I'll tell you what, right next to Vitex was a supplement that was like, like women's libido or something. It was by the same company, which I really trust. And it was herbs that were for, and I was like, I was like, say what? So I like grabbed the bottle because I'm like, hey, what's going on? I have to ask the doctor about it because I'm definitely not going to take anything that would affect my hormones without talking to my doctor. 
I've worked too damn hard to get them where they are. But yeah, I definitely feel a decrease in sex drive, which sucks because I really like to have sex. But right now I'm just not as, I just don't want it as much. And I was talking to my friend Leanne about this a couple of weeks ago. She's going through menopause right now. And she said she experienced that, unfortunately, for years and years and years. And then in her menopause journey, she got on, what's it? what is it, hormone replacement therapy, HRT, I think is what it's called. And so she got like a low dose of, I'm for sure getting this wrong, but I want to say she got a low dose of testosterone. And she's like, I'm a changed human. Like, she's like, I am back. I feel like when I was younger, I want to have sex. Like, I'm so excited to have sex with my husband. He's living his best life. Like, it was a really cool. I was like, oh, well, great. I don't know anything about that because I'm not at that phase. But I definitely do feel like things are shifting for me. And I'm just being very accepting of it, Laura. That's what I would say. Going through this change is a natural process. It's the same as getting your period once a month. That is a natural process for us as women. And unfortunately, we didn't get that memo. People weren't telling, this is natural. This is normal. We were taught to hide it. We were taught to figure it out on our own, which means we never freaking figured it out. Some of us were raised in religious environments that told us that getting our period was punishment for something Eve did in the Garden of Eden. And based on your culture and where you grew up, you probably have your own associations with the period. So there's all kinds of crap mixed in with this, but very rarely are we given the message that this is our body doing something incredible and it's super natural. I try and just be very accepting of what my body's doing and where it's at. And I'll tell you what, I'm pumped. I am pumped. I keep seeing all this stuff and like I'm for sure attracting it because I am choosing what to focus on. I am deciding what to focus on. If what you focus on in the menopause journey and the perimenopausal journey is the hot flashes, the, oh, this is hard, this is hard, it's all going to be crap, you know, life is terrible, then I feel pretty confident that that's what's going to happen to you when you go through it. Not me. I am consuming all the information from the women on the other side of menopause who are like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I was watching a TED talk on this the other day, and the woman was saying that when you go to the other side of menopause, your body, wait for this, because this made me like pee my pants. She's like, your body resets to what it was before you got your first period. Your hormone levels reset to where they were before you got your first period, which says to me that there is a future where I will no longer have hormone fluctuation and emotional instability because of those hormones, and I cannot freaking wait. The world better get ready for me post-hormones, post-menopause. I feel like I don't know what I'm going to do, but that's going to be big time. Because at that point, your kids are grown, right? Like they're out of the house. You're back in your, like your body's not being bonkers. 
I like to believe you're in your sexual prime, like you're just ready to rumble. You're traveling with your boo, you know. I don't know. Are we in the south of France having a little champers? Probably. That time's going to be great. Now, to get to the other side of it, that's going to be a journey, right? We're going to have to go through some shit. But the truth is that you have no idea what your particular symptoms are going to be until you're in it. So listen to your body, arm yourself with information, understand. You remember anyone ever read a book or a blog or a website or whatever on pregnancy? You would be pregnant and you'd have some weird symptom like your nose wouldn't stop running or, you know, just something that you were like, that's not a sign of pregnancy. And then you look it up and it would be like, yeah, it is. They'd be like, yeah, you're growing another human. Everything you experience is, it's a sign of pregnancy. It's because you're pregnant. It's your seven months pregnant. That's why your nose won't stop running. It just is what it is. I think it's pretty similar with menopause because if you look at the symptoms of menopause, it's like, what isn't a symptom? Now, I do feel very confident. I'm not a doctor. I'm just your friend, Rach. But I do feel very confident that if we are taking care of our health, those symptoms will be much less severe than someone who isn't. If we're moving our body every day, if we're eating nutritious food, if we're drinking water, we're doing our therapy, we're getting our stress relief, we're making sure that we take time for things that bring us joy, we're doing that stuff, it's gonna be an easier transition. And I think it's also gonna be really important to surround ourselves with a community of people who are going through these kinds of changes the way we want to go through these changes. It's the same as when you're parenting, when you're like a young mother or whatever. Don't hang out with a bunch of mom friends who are jerks. You don't want to start hanging out with a bunch of mom friends who have really extreme anxiety about their babies and every single thing they consume or touch or get around. If you hang out with that enough, even if you didn't have those anxieties, I promise you'll start to develop them. What we associate with, we become. You absorb it. So look for other women who are navigating it in a way that's really positive, that's natural, that tells the truth, that's open about it. I am so grateful that I have friends who are older because I'm looking to them for guidance in this process. So I don't think this is something we should be scared of at all. I know that there are times in life where having a period and having a cycle really sucks. If you've ever bled through your clothes, it really sucks. If you ever feel like you can't get a hold of your emotions, it really sucks. When you got to keep parenting, keep leading, keep running a company, keep doing all the regular things while dealing with your period, and that's not something men will ever have to do, that sucks. But I don't think that we should get bogged down in like, oh, that sucks and you know, it's so hard for us. I think that we should see that as a sign that we are badass bitches. We are capable of anything. Anything they can do, we can do bleeding. Like we always will have that as something that we have to deal with until we don't have to deal with it anymore. And because we manage to do all the things we do while dealing with this, 
it's yet another reason why we are so freaking strong and so freaking capable. So maybe you flip it in your mind and the next time you're dealing with an emotional upheaval because of your uterus, you're like, yeah, okay. Just another sign that I am a badass. Those are my thoughts for today, guys. If you have a question for me, please call into the Ask Rach hotline, 737-400-4626. You don't have to leave your name. We could even leave your, your voice out if you want us to. But we would love to get your questions because it helps me to make episodes around what you guys are most interested in. I'll be back soon with more information. Until then, as always, remember, I love you guys and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.